Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited, the final one for now. now. Uh, this is like the final girl, the final chapter. The final podcast. That's not true, even in the <laughs> This is episode 50, The Boy in Blue, from 1980. I just had it up, 1986, I want to say. It's 1986. I'm Skuller. Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Scholar Mike Manzi. So this movie, or this podcast, excuse me, God. You would think by 50 times in, I would get it right. Nope. This is this episode of this podcast is meant to be listened to while you watch The Boy in Blue. We are watching the DVD today. We have subtitles on. We have a pause on the 20th Century Fox because there is no menu. Nope. Very bare bones. If you want to hear us talk about The Boy in Blue in a more coherent and articulate manner, although this was Cage's eighth movie, so we might yes. not be there yet. And it was a new discovery, too. I never had ever heard of this one. Well before. Although, by this point, you know, he'd already done Racing with the Moon, which I never heard of, Rumblefish, which I don't know if I'd heard of, but I should have, Cotton Club, which I never heard of, Birdie, which I never heard of, and Boy in Blue, which I never okay, heard so of. Okay, so I had seen, I had heard of all those except, I think, Birdie. So this is Cage's eighth movie, so go back to Cage Club Prime, episode eight, to hear us talk about this. Uh, but Mike, if you want to get started. Yeah, ready? Three, and two, one, play. Playing. So I think right. what we can do, Mike, on this episode, if, or actually, we're, before I get there, mm-hmm. uh, we're playing Cage Club Movie Bingo. If you want to go to cageclub.me slash games, download that card, email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. What's your favorite? Oh, oh, oh. We have a uh, opening thing here. Before baseball, football, or soccer, one sport alone captured the imagination of both rich and poor, sculling. The masses turned out by the thousands to cheer their heroes as they battled on the water while gamblers won and lost fortunes on the outcome. This is the true story of a young oarsman, Ned Hanlon. Well, I got gambling there, based on that. Yeah, Cage plays a real person, if you got that thing. Oh, I've already seen some wacky wardrobes, sir. Those is nineteen. Is this an adaptation? This isn't. This was based on the book, right? I'm not sure. It's based on Ned's life. There's Cage. Oh, Cage so top so build. young. Wow, Christopher Plummer, who will play his grandfather in the National Treasure series, but they never share a scene together. Whew. I mean, I think it opened with that extreme facial expression, but what do I know? A uh, gift-worthy scene for sure of Cage rowing a boat. Cage has got to be working out. You know what I have? I have a bingo square. It's very appropriate. Cage compromises a woman. We take this oh, word from my. this movie. Goodness, you have it. You have that is the thesis right there. We are playing. Wow, we're playing the game with the spot of the movie that we we I could say we we coined the term compromising when in uh, relation to uh, having cardinal knowledge of one another. Sure. So, I think what we should do, what we could Whoa. do in this episode, that's a hothead, is to reflect back upon the fifty episodes of Revisit we've done. <laughs> okay. And then see what movies we have not done. I'll tell you why it was all worth it so far. Because of that uh, one magical day when uh, the newspaper came and did the uh, the Wicker well, Man true. episode with us. That's very true. That was episode... So I still follow Chris Mag. Shout out Chris Mag over at the Bergen Record. I follow him on Twitter. I don't. No, he's he uh, posts some very interesting... Well, not just his stories, but very interesting stories about New Jersey... Uh, you can catch all of his stuff online, as well as the article he wrote about us at cageclub.me. Well, Chris Mag, uh, no offense to you, I just don't, I really don't use Twitter. I don't know if you noticed, but I basically stopped tweeting and stopped Facebooking and stopped Instagramming. I just do oh, Cage Club stuff. Right. Wicker Man was episode 23, which we also did that day. That day we did Bad Lieutenant Portal Call in New Orleans with Kyle. Oh, yeah, Ryan with Kyle. Fans, man, foodie, foodie, foodie. 
<laughs> we crave sustenance, foodie films man himself, <laughs> Kyle Reinfried. Uh, going all the way uh, back. Extreme facial oh, expressions. Cage grunts. Do you remember, Mike, our first thing that we revisited? It's not really uh, a trick question. Yeah, because we started at the beginning. I remember you and it was a really good episode, too. And I was very enthusiastic. And you were in your old apartment. Um, and I could never remember the name of this damn thing. Oh, boy. Hi, and welcome to... What does he say? Just give it to me. Best of times. Best of times. Do, 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 do. Jackie Mason. Do you remember our first guest, which was, we did was three it? that day, and okay. someone joined us for the second and third things. Oh. Is that, I wanted, I thought, I feel like Zach and Jordan were early guests. They were. They were guests three and two, respectively. Wow. But who was guest one? Was it Chris? Chris, Chris podcast. Came up for The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened. We did a documentary second, which is wild. Whoa. Then we did Trespass. Oh, he was there for Trespass. I love that came up recently when we were talking Mendelssohn. Then we This is fun. It's like memory lane. Right before Look at that wacky wardrobe. Right before we went to some maybe it was before Hey Arnold? You you and I solo boloed seeking justice. Yes, yes. That was Wait, are you sure that wasn't for Rocky? Seeking, no, because Rocky was December. This was this came out in okay, September. Yeah, we, Rocky we woke up and watched Sopranos. Yeah, so I watched The Sopranos, you watched me watch The Sopranos, basically. Well, I watched that episode. Um, and then, next was Jordan came for three, which feels ambitious. Valley, Valley Girl, Girl was one of them. Wild at Heart, and then The Weatherman, which she kind of fell asleep Whoa, during. Whoa, we watched was... all three of those that day? Mm-hmm. That was in my apartment, too? Yeah, I remember that. Then wow. you and I solo boloed Amos and Andrew, and It Could Happen to You. <laughs> yeah. Then Zach came, took a train in from the city, and did three. Did yes. Adaptation, Matchstick Men, and Next. Whoa, we did three that day? I remember that's the day I met Zach. Oh, you never met him in person before. No, I never met him in person. Then we did The Trust, Just You and Me. That came out in January. We could have done that before Rocky, but I don't think that, that would have been too so. soon. But plus, Rocky was before um, Hey Arnold. It was like a couple months wasn't it? Oh, Rocky was in like Arnold December, was in February, wasn't it? So that wasn't. So I don't know what it was. And Arnold was a few months later. Okay, I would then, like to go. I, I'm up for another marathon soon. Then Kara came here, and we did G Force and Vampires Kiss. Yes, yeah. Then Brian came here. We did Moonstruck and Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, both have moon in the title. Truly, Honeymoon Struck in Vegas. <laughs> then look at Ned just sculling his way wherever he needs to go. Then you and I did six in a row without a guess. We had Bangkok Dangerous and Red Rock West, Stolen and Pay the Ghost, Doggy Dog and the Wicker Man. Wow. Then oh well, Doggy Dog and then the Wicker Man was with Chris. With Chris. We talked about. Then Kyle joined us for Bad Lieutenant. Then you and I did Ghost. The two Ghost Riders. Oh yeah, that was back a fun back. double feature. Then we went to my house, and uh, my friend Andrew and his wife Maddie came oh, down with the dog. Las Vegas and face off, yes, with Gilbert, which you can follow on, on Instagram at Gilbert's Here Now, I think, or no, Gilbert, Gilbert the Golden something. <laughs> Look up Gilbert Jersey City. What is this all about? Then, I forgot oh, that we did this. You and I, with Kyle and Brian, did the National Treasures back-to-back. I totally forgot that. Then uh, really? Firebirds, we did Solo Bolo. I am the greatest. And then I think... So we did Firebirds. Shoot the bugger. Look at these wacky wardrobes. We did Firebirds. Then Brian showed up. We watched Mandy. And then we watched. We did Mandy Revisited. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was just last uh, September, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Then you and I did four in a row with no guests, Season of the Witch, Snake Eyes, Left Behind oh, the Family Man. Snake Eyes was fun to rewatch, I remember. Then Kara came and did Trapped in Paradise with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then since then, we've had no guests. We did Raising Arizona and Saturday Night Live and The Runner at my house. The Runner was brutal to get through. That was brutal, man. Then we came up here and did Zondali and City of Angels. And then we did... Oh, Zondali. Why isn't everyone always talking about Zondali? Frozen Ground Humanity Bureau. And then Knowing the Lord of War for 4K. And then here we are, closing out our months of marriage with something old, Birdie, something new, Army of One, something borrowed, Gone 60 Seconds, and something blue, The Boy in Blue. So now, oh, he's cage compromising. Hell yeah. Attractive woman finds cage irresistible. Although, you know, understandably <laughs> so in this movie. So here's a question for you, Mike, looking back. We had spent so much time watching bad movies because we wanted to save the good ones, and now that we're putting a, a pause uh-huh. on this, do you regret watching the bad ones, knowing that we have so many of the good ones left? Mm, no, I don't. Um, two reasons, mostly. One, they're out of the way. So we only got, like, mostly good stuff from here. Actually, three reasons. Two, they weren't all... I didn't... I, I I enjoyed some of them, even though they're all considered to be sort of more on the poor side. And I guess that goes with three. I, I had fun, you know, do, I had more fun than not doing them. So, yeah, I think we did the right call, you know, getting a bunch of those out of the way. Well, he's at home in the water. Look at him go. He's a regular fish. <laughs> he knows all the tricks. It's almost hard to believe that's Cage sometimes. It's like so outside of at least twenty three or twenty four maybe. I do like that he's like, give me the give me the oars, let me do my thing. Yeah, I'm the sculler here. So he's got a skull all the way to America? Guy looks like Christopher Lloyd. Who him? Yeah, I was thinking that if they remade this today, that could be Paul Shear. <laughs> All right, if they remade this today, who's playing Cage? Probably Gaz. He's too young. Yeah, Gaz is too old. Gaz is too old now. Mm-hmm. He looks kind of like a. You know who it would be? Gaz be here. Noah Centino, Centino, the guy from To All the Girls I Love, To All the Boys I Love. Right, I do not know. I do not know him. Could also be Zeph, though. Zeph's maybe a little bit too old. Passengers murmuring. That's cool. They could just pick you up out of the water and let you stay on the ferry. Things I don't think I'm going to have in this movie. Cage is on the phone. Yep, don't think that's going to happen. The phone has not been invented yet. Um, another movie plays in this movie? I mean, possibly. He could go to a uh, Charlie Chaplin something. Or, actually, no, it's the 18, 1890s or something. Maybe he went... He doesn't go to... He never makes it to Edison's lab, does he, to see one of his short features. I just want you to know that I have ten things crossed off so far, and I'm not really close to a bingo. Cage might smoke or do drugs. Oh, did you cross off adaptation or no? There's not going to be any bad CGI. I think he wears a hat. I think he's wearing a hat in the... He's not worn a hat yet. So of all the movies that we have not yet covered... I don't think there'll be a plane or an airport. Which 
There could be. I don't think we're going to be in Vegas. I definitely don't think we're going to be in Vegas. Cage is shirtless. Yes, got one. Of all the movies that we have not covered yet, which one are you most looking forward to covering whenever we get back to this? Hmm. That is a good question. Cage in a hat? Aha! Was that a time jump, do you think, or just a location mm, jump? Yeah, no, that's just another scene. Okay. It's not a couple of years later. They're just at the circus now. Oh, the regatta. Beg your pardon. I see the big top, and I just automatically think circus. Get the formation. I see a couple of paths to victory. I don't know if either of these things is going to happen. Oh, wait. Cage drank alcohol, right? Yeah, they're at the... That's a... Rubbing down butts. That's a no path here, though. Oh, look at that. Elephants. Too bad Cersei didn't get her elephants. Do you think that's going to change the tide of the final battle? The fact that she doesn't have elephants and she'll lose because of it? <laughs> no. It just seems like they built it up to be such a problem that they never showed. <laughs> it was also weird that... On, I don't know, Do you watch Veep? Yes. Yeah, I, I know how it's... I have a distinct... I have a guess about how it's going to end. Well, I just want Richard Splatt to be president. That's exactly how it's going to end. <laughs> um, but the, so you see this most recent episode because there's only one episode mm-hmm. left. The finale is tomorrow. Seriously. Oh tomorrow. wow! Yeah, the one with the anti-vaxxing stuff and the meat, uh, chicken pox and all that kind of thing. Um, wait, look is at that. Is somebody playing the organ? Is somebody playing this yeah, it's like the um, harpsichord or whatever kind of the pipe organ. I don't hear. I don't know. Um, Why? Is that going to give you a bingo? It might. Someone um, plays a musical instrument. I have it, too. I mean, like, someone definitely played it in the scene, so if you're crossing it off, I'm crossing all right, it bingo. off. <laughs> and, of course, 12 minutes, 46 seconds. Um, of course, I wouldn't win. I never won. I won, like, so Once rarely. Twice, maybe. I've probably won 10 or 15 times, and I think you've won maybe two or three. <laughs> it's true. So here's what I won with. Cage freaks out. Uh, someone plays a musical instrument. Cage compromises a woman, nudity, and gift-worthy scene. There you go. See, I would have bingo if this boat. damn bad CGI thing wasn't there. Oh, there was dancing. So I, I just think, you know, it's funny, not funny, but in the last episode that people were on Selena's side because she had uh, droned uh, Muslims. Oh. I'm, mm-hmm. just quoting, I'm just quoting the show. No, yeah, don't yeah. Get, don't get offended. Uh, but then when, that, when America found out that she had also droned elephants, they got real mad at her. Then they got mad, Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Ha- I don't think I can win. This way has a block. This way has this block. This way has a block. This way has a block. 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 It's going to be extremely hard for me to win. He needs to go to the beach, make a threat, and gold. It's the only way I can win. Because. I'm not going to see an thinks airplane. I'm clear in the attic. Means thinks I'm uh, confused. Oh, I guess. what did I equate this to? Where there was, uh, I think it was a sports film, and I think I talked about it on the episode where they go to like a crazy old guy, and he gives them what they need, and then the young guy takes it and can fulfill the old guy's like karate kid. Th- it might have been around. It might have been like a karate kid thing where this guy's the Miyagi, but I think it was something stronger. I think there's something else. Oh, I might just have to go back and listen. Episode 8. 
all episodes of Cage Club available at cageclub.me. All 98 of our... At least 98. There might be another Cage one by the time Club this comes out. All 98 of Cage Club Prime and all 50 Cage Club Revisiteds. Available at cageclub.me, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. So, Joey, this is a sport film, right? Like, you'd consider this a sports film. Sure. Are you trying to cross off a square? No, no. I, that is just... I'm just trying... Because, yeah... Just trying to see. That's a beautiful shot. Golden hour. Does that count for gold? No. <laughs> Slides like butter. So I guess that wheelie seat is the innovation. Yeah, I think so. And that's what he couldn't handle. Unbridled lust. She must be looking at Cage. There he is. The man that will take him all the way. Anthony a lot Quay. of solid mustaches in this movie so far. Oh, yeah, that was the age of the mustache. I mean, look at all this facial hair. Wait, who is that? That's Anthony Quinn, right? That's the guy... Anthony Quinn, the medicine woman? Yeah. Oh, my God, that guy next to him. Because <laughs> you said, hey, he just... I, I got an image of Paul F. Tompkin playing that guy with the beard just standing there next to Cage. I've seen Paul Tompkins and a few different people, especially like this guy here he's talking to. I could see him playing. Oh, certainly. But that's because that just looks like something Paul F. Tompkins would just wear, like on a day. Did you make it to the end of Park Castleton, which I guess was like three in the morning? No, it was like three in the morning. I couldn't. Because he came on last, and there was actually a technical difficulty. They they came back, but he he came dressed up in this, like, I mean, he had all these crazy suits, but he's like, I wore my uh, outfit that I wore for the Deadwood movie. Oh, cool. They were like, motherfucker. Wait, what's he in the Dead? He's in the Deadwood movie? Doesn't he mean. (laughs) <laughs> the other movie you... Okay, okay, okay. And so he says, would you like me to tell you what I do in the Deadwood movie? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I, that'd be great. And he says, there's a scene between Swearingen and Seth Bullock where they're talking. And I come up behind them and I say, a horse went pee-pee in the street. <laughs> and uh, David Milchild cut. And he said, uh, we don't, we don't, I don't think we need that line. So now if you see the movie, I'm just in the background mouthing the words, a horse went pee-pee in the street. <laughs> He's like, I'm also in the new Star Wars movie. Oh, no. <laughs> They're like, what do you do in the Star Wars movie? He's like, well, I'm in a Stormtrooper outfit, so you can't tell it's me. But I say, oh, not this again. <laughs> it's actually funny because in Ted 2, Ralph Garman is in a Stormtrooper outfit, so you don't know it's him, but... Uh, he was in There Will Be Blood, though, so I thought he maybe he was mistaking his role for the new... De- he was wearing his There Will Be Blood suit. No, he was uh, just... When he met Daniel Payne Plainfield, suit. and he's like, doing the town hall meeting. <laughs> he, was, he was basically making... And I, I really condensed the story, but he was basically joking that like he answered an open casting call for like extras for the movie, and like totally ruined this, the shots. That reminds me of the Key and Peele skit, where they're both zombies. I haven't, I haven't seen any Key and Peele. No! Joey, that to me is my favorite sketch comedy show. I mean, I'm a big Kids in the Hall fan, but I feel like it's been a while since I've seen that stuff. But Key and Peele is just, dude, there's so much that I feel like you're going to go crazy for when you see it. A lot of, especially the sports stuff. Like if I went nuts so with the sports stuff. I've seen stuff, a couple sketches. So I've seen like their Pro Bowl or whatever. The name, when they yeah. name everybody. That's at least one of those. Have you seen Slap Ass? No. Oh, that's one of my favorite skits they've ever done. That's the second time this week that somebody has mentioned Key and Peele. And, well, they, did, they do me. a lot of... Uh, I didn't realize it until Us came out, but they 
did a lot of horror skits and stuff. And like you go back and watch that show, there's a lot of twisted humor that's like, whoa, this feels like us. I mean, I, I sort of, I sort of feel like if you are the type of person like Jordan Peele that you have a story like Get Out or Us in you somewhere, mm-hmm. it's going to come out in other ways before that. You know, good call. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's cool. I will see that at some point. Yeah, I've been rewatching a bunch of them, and there was a, there's a very funny one about extras. How like one is trying so hard and one's not doing anything, and they love the one who's like not doing anything, and the other guy just like he's like, "Come, I can't believe it! Like I'm actually, but you want to." That has a little Kyle MacLachlan to him, doesn't he? Who on the right? Yeah. Um. I also I was sort of seeing a little bit of. Uh, Robert Downey's eyes. Oh, not that. Eyes. Oh, so I've turned on this movie, um, Johnny Be Good. It's Robert Downey Jr. and Anthony Michael Hall as high school football heroes. Okay. I made it through the first two minutes, maybe. The locker room speech that opens the movie to, like, rowl up the guys yeah. is, like, one of the worst aged, dated, like... Really? Dude, it is like, you bunch of pussies, and like, I'm, you, you know, I'm, he doesn't say that, but he's like, drops the hard F. Like, in the first three minutes, I'm like, click. <laughs> I don't wow. need to, I don't find this funny, and I'm not going to sit through another 90 minutes of this. But, Robert Downey Jr. is like, kind of, kind of like, big in it. Like, he looks like he gained weight to play a football player, but I don't know. Let the, me just see. Johnny, Johnny B. Bud good. Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, is Uma, Uma Thurman, Thurman is in it? Yeah. Paul Gleason, Jennifer Tilly, Seymour Cassell. I mean, maybe back Robert then. Robert Downey Sr. Oh, John the Prince. Hawk. It's recruiting time, and despite being short and scrawny, Johnny Walker, his name is Johnny Walker? Nothing Michael calls Johnny Walker. <laughs> is America's hottest young football prospect. His dilemma, should he take one of the many offers from college talent scouts, or should he attend the local state college with his girlfriend and give up his football career? The only so person I'm real, friends with... Oh. The only person I follow on, on Letterboxd was rated it is Shawnee, and she gave it two stars. That sounds like All the Right Moves, but the comedy version. We watched, for, for Cruz, All the Right Moves. You know, he's like the football hero. Is he going to go away to school or stay home? Oh, so you mean it's like every high school football movie? <laughs> I'm just saying. We recently watched something very similar. but Oh, it's like, uh, it's like uh, Friday Night Lights. It's like uh, everything. Football, the movie. It's not like necessary roughness, though. That's when Scott Bakula went back to college to play football. I don't want your life. Look at that carton buggy. This is a really well-made period piece, you know? I mean, granted, all they have to do is stand out in a field somewhere and wear the clothes and stuff, but they got the clothes. It's, dude, he looks a lot like young Goss there, doesn't he? Like, I just, I don't know. A little bit. I guess because we never really see this clean-cut cage that much. I feel like we don't see him when he's younger, like, you know. He's got, also, like, Zeph's hair in this, this you know? has got to be like, the most in shape he's ever been just because it's a phys- mm-hmm. such a physical movie, right? So. Yeah, and these crew guys, like, they are ripped. Grease squeaking. Grease is the word. Cage doesn't have to grease because he's got the seat. That's right. I wonder if Lori Lachlan saw this movie and was like, 
I think it was more the social network because the um, the twins, the Winklevosses, are on the crew team, and then there's a very dramatic sequence with that, where it's like, oh, that looks like you know, high society sports. And this was Christopher Plummer. Who'd you say it was before? I don't remember. I I think I dropped two different names. Christopher Plummer, though. Yeah, played Cage's grandpa in National. Oh Trailer. yeah, no, you said that. I thought I thought somebody else. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I misheard. You did say Christopher Plummer. This music, though, not so period appropriate. It feels very eighties. You know, I don't know. I don't know if this guy's a better scholar or what, but it feels like Cage is not crushing him even with the better technology. You know what I mean? It also uh-huh. feels like Cage is going at half speed. And but he's like, still new, so maybe once he becomes, you know, more used to it, maybe. Like, imagine if Pirate Guy had had Cage's boat. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if he had that technology, he would be destroying Cage. Mm-hmm. But now it looks like Cage is losing. But I think it's partially that Ned is still an amateur. Like, he's way out of his league right now. He's still going to win. Mm-hmm. So there's a great... League is also a water term. Yes. I want to make sure that that, but, that joke... But uh, it is distance, not depth. And there's a great SNL skit... About 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, where <laughs> Phil Hartman is, uh, he's like, he's playing the um, uh, Kirk Douglas role, and he's like, he's like, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, don't you, don't you, don't you mean 20,000 Leagues Long? And he's like, no, Kelsey Grammer is Captain Nemo, he's like, he's like, yes, well, technically a league is a, a distance, a, a measure, a unit of length, but we're, we're using it uh, to describe depth in this situation, he's like, but Captain... 20,000 leagues is now, and they keep going back, and he's like, actually, what you'd want to say is meters, and they go back and forth. It's so funny. And eventually, a big octopus arm comes and grabs Kelsey Grammer, but that's good. So leagues is kind of like, in a way, like light years? Like it's a measure of time, <laughs> not distance, or no? Uh, it's, I guess, like parsecs, right? It's because parsecs... Um, I'm not a Star Wars nerd. No, no, but like in Star Wars, he's like, I did it in 12 parsecs. Well, it's not a measure of distance. It's a measure of time. So like – Okay. Or you can't go faster, which is why they take the shortcut in Solo. It's like, oh, that's how they got around that wormhole. As I've been listening to Comedy Bang Bang getting caught up on that, uh, I, think I, I think I heard him tell the story before, but I was listening to the episode where Chelsea Peretti was on this year and they were – speaking of Jordan Peele – and they were sort of talking about... Yeah, they met on that show, right? That's what I Jordan heard. Jordan Peele listened to it and was like, I want to date this person. And then, like, got oh. in touch. Like, that's... He thought that Chelsea was so funny because of her appearances on Farts and Procreation. Or, uh, or so the story goes. Yeah, yeah. That I like that legend. got in touch with whoever, and then they started dating and got married. But, oh, what a plug. It is time to oh, open it. it. <laughs> it's so time much. to open the bag. <laughs> Um, but I just love the story. And I think I remember him telling it like a couple years ago, but he also told it again this year. His, I, was with, I was with Natasha Leggero and she was reading a magazine. She just goes, who is this Batman? <laughs> Recast it today, Alicia Vikander. Oh, totally. Right? They're doing Tomb Raider 2. I'm excited. I just, you know, I don't know. I thought she was good Lara Croft. I thought that movie was cool. I bought it. I liked it. Walter um, Goggins showing up in it. So, Has anyone seen a Southern gentleman? <laughs> That's my favorite line from Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, right, he's in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. Was he in? Pre- he was in Predators, right? Like the the one from like six 
seven years ago. Not the Predator. No, but when they got on the alien planet? Machine Black one? Was it? I can't remember. I gotta do that soon. I'm gonna get that out of the way. Um... Because on the way up here, I was listening to Freedom, but a new I'm caught up on Freedom, oh. so a new episode of Freedom, and they were playing the game, the uh, the movie game, because the feature was, do the movie, actor in that movie, another movie that actor's been in, blah, blah, like going back and forth. Oh, that's cool. And they got to Walton Goggins, and apparently, uh, Hayes' wife, from Hollywood Handbook, Hayes, his wife wrote Tomb Raider. Oh, cool. And so they got to Walton Goggins... And Paul said, one of the, Paul or Scott said that they knew somebody who called him Google Watkins. <laughs> it's worth a Google. But they got to him and uh, Scott was like, I know another movie that none of us have seen, uh, but has an earwolf connection. Very cool. Tomb Raider. Very nice. Because Paul guessed Vice Principals the movie, because he could not think of another. How did they get to Walton Goggins from? Where did he? I don't know. Whatever. Not hateful eight, Club. maybe. Oh, know. did come from Hate? No. Yes, I think so. That's where I felt like I knew of him and about him. I think from e- from uh, oh. not Eastbound and Down, but I'd, I'd seen him in a lot of stuff, and I'd, I didn't watch a lot of Justified yet. Well, that's so where I know I knew that's from. where he's from. But when I saw hateful eight, I was like, "Holy shit! Like this guy is a powerhouse. He is so good." As Boyd Crowder. Yeah, they kept his, they kept him alive. Apparently he that character was story. supposed to die, and they loved him so much that mm-hmm. uh, they let him... A real Jesse him. Pinkman situation. Yeah, a real Jack from Law situation. Yeah. Could have been Greg Grunberg's show. Imagine how bad that would have been. Greg Grunberg, who, like... He was in Hollow Man, which I think is funny. But, like, he literally he became... Dick. Yeah, you do see his... Yeah. In a lot of movies. And Sack, I think... But um, that guy became like Mr. Cameo for J.J. J. Abrams, and it just got so annoying. It's like, oh, can you spot it? It's like, where's Waldo? And it's like, yeah, but he's not that good at like movie acting. He's more of like a TV guy. I, he was good on Heroes. You know, I watched Heroes. I was like, that's perfect for him. Let me be a cop on Heroes. Remind me, save the cheerleader, save the world? Yep. Did they ever do that? I don't know. <laughs> I actually loved that first season. I thought it was awesome. But, you know. I wish Zachary Quinto, 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 was in more stuff. He, I just saw him in something. Quiznos. He was good in that. He was good in horror story, and I just saw he's him in something. He's great at Spock. I like. Oh, I, I he really was like on Spock. Schmidt. Oh, he shows up there uh, briefly. I, um, I'd love to see him and Eli Roth do something together for some reason because they kind of look the same. <laughs> Plus, it's funny. I have a friend, Brian. Um, Who's a federal marshal? He he's my brother's friend's best uh, my brother's best friend's brother, who I'm also friends with. Looks exactly like Zachary Quinto, and he knows it. And I've told him before, and and stuff. I'd be like, you know, you look just like New Spock. You look just, just like, like ZQ. <laughs> I wonder. I don't think I have a picture of him, but I I get a sense of what he looks like. Here's a picture. No. <laughs> I'm going to show you a picture of Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Apparently, is that how you pronounce it? Maybe. Oh, I think I deleted it, but there's. I took this picture off the line. Off. Um, I go to like io9 sometimes to browse around that website, and they have cool toys, and they have um, Star Trek cats. So there's Captain Kirk as a cat sitting in his chair. There's Bones as a Captain cat. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Uh, there's Spock as a cat. So they have like little like um, you know figurines and stuff. Star Trek cats. Thought it was adorable. Yep. I 
I didn't realize this guy's in the whole movie. That they're like best friends. Best buds, man. Oh, isn't this romantic? Look at that shirt. It's a pirate shirt. Oh, you didn't see Seinfeld yet, but well, I know about it. I know it's about the puffy that. shirt. I, I know. About yeah. That. <laughs> and you probably know all about like Keith Hernandez and. No, actually, I don't. Joe's, uh, Joe's yelled at me twice. You didn't week. know that he took it out. Joe's yelled at me twice in the last week to watch Seinfeld. I will. I will get to it. There's a great arc of Keith Hernandez dating Elaine. And uh, when when they former, former Madam President Selena Meyer and he's like, what happened? And she's like, he took it out. And he's like, it out, it out. And it's just like one of the funniest exchanges. That that whole arc is crazy. They go into like JFK assassination theory and stuff. It's wild. So many things that you're saying that uh, remind me of Longshot, but I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> I love how they have the uh, chaperone. Well, yeah, and, she, and he can't kiss her while the nope. chaperone's awake. He comes <laughs> so close. They will compromise, though. Don't you oh, forget it. They're playing croquet. My mom bought a croquet set for her backyard because she used to play it as a kid and stuff. Oh, my parents have a really old one that I used to play as a kid, and then they bought a nicer new one. I'm supposed to get, I think, the older one at some point. I can't not see Alicia Vikander. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like... Kira Knightley should be walking through the background at any moment. You know, like the period accuracy of these clothing. It's like they robbed a museum. Have you seen Love and Friendship? No, it's been on my top should, of my watch list for a too. while. I want to see that again. I saw that on an airplane. Like it's wildly good. Huh. With Kate Beckinsale and Chloe Sevigny. Oh. I think it's on Prime for free. You know, oh, you know what's funny? I missed it because I, I just couldn't make it. But last Monday, um, when we went to see Spider-Verse and we filled out, like, those cards. Yep. To, so I got an email. Fucking Chloe Sevigny's Little Women was screening last Monday night at the mall. Is it her? No, not Chloe Um, What is the Little Women? Um, oh, the new one. Yeah, so it was the Greta Gerwig. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Greta yeah, yeah, Gerwig yeah, 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 yeah. Little Women. Sorry, uh, was screening at. I got a screener invite. It was at the mall the other day. I should have just sent it to you, see if you could have gone or something. But that's the second one I've gotten since we signed up that I couldn't make. I forget what the first one was. So while we were recording the last episode, uh, I had looked. I, cause, oh, because I was looking for uh, seeing if I could find Hobbs and Shaw tickets, and I just was looking at see what all the, what other movies are coming out next weekend alongside. Instead of Vic. And there's a... I don't know if I'm going to be able to go, but I still bought a ticket with A-List anyway. Oh. And they're doing a Booksmart yeah, advanced, advanced screening. Yeah, advanced screening of Booksmart. Maybe I can go Saturday, now that I know Andrew won't be here until Sunday. But uh, I'm going to like be on High School Summer Party. I mean, that episode will be out by the time this comes out, but I will be on High School Summer Party talking about Booksmart. I, so another person from Justified, the, the main girl in... So not... Jonah Hill's sister. Okay. The other girl. Okay. Caitlin Deaver. Yes. Is from Justified. Oh, okay. And she kills it on Justified. So I've been a fan of hers for like oh. eight years or something. No, no, more than that, like a decade. It's only playing at eight p.m. Yeah, I'm seeing. I have a ticket for eight p.m. on Friday, but I don't think I'm able to see it. Oh, it's playing Friday too. But it's coming out on 
the next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it's a super crazy advance no, thing. No, I don't know. Next weekend's going to be too crazy anyway. I don't think I can go. Plus, it's Memorial Day weekend and everything. Oh, uh, so we I might have to end this in the past. I might have to take my nephew to Endgame because he's watching, he's catching up on a couple, my young, young, my nine year old nephew, he's catching up on uh, a couple Marvel movies. He wants to see Endgame real bad. But my other nephew, the one who did Conrad Birdie, um, I took, I went and saw most of the Marvel movies with him. I think up until phase three, and then he got into high school and started going with his friends and stuff. And he, he was suddenly too cool for you? No, it was just super busy with everything, the plays and the track and stuff. But uh, he is such a Marvel fan, like of the movies. He was on a class trip to Italy the week that Endgame came oh, out. so he was far from home? Yes, he was. And he reminds me of um, the new Peter Parker so much. He, he's so much like that character. Mr. It's not Stark, even funny. I don't feel so good. So he gets home from Italy then, uh, that Saturday and then goes and sits through Endgame for three hours. Doesn't even, like, do unpack. He's like, all right, I'm going to Endgame. <laughs> like, and now it's his favorite. His favorite movie ever was the first Avengers for a long time, and now it's Endgame. Like, well, I still think The Avengers is the best MCU movie. Oh. I think we talked about that the last time we recorded it. I'm, I can't get over Thor Ragnarok. I just rewatched it. I, oh, it, so I was going to say uh, something about Thor. Did you see Walt Hickey's tweet about Thor? He's like, my theory on why he's dad about Thor <laughs> is because he wants to play Thor for a while, and it's so difficult to stay in Thor shape. So like, if this is just his way of keeping him to be the character, but not have to force himself to be like... At the gym oh, four hours a day. Oh, that's interesting. But, there, but, news, but it was a fat broke, suit, wasn't well, it? But but still, it doesn't matter. Like, he can still... I hear what you're saying. He doesn't need to work right. out as much if he's out of shape, Thor. Um, because they were talking about that on a, a HTML sort of middle of the run about, you know, you could sort of see that Chris Pratt wasn't going to be in stuff because he was sort of letting himself get out of shape, get out of shape a little bit more. You know what oh. I mean? Like, you can sort of track what people are doing. Oh, they even commented on it in Infinity War. Where he's like, I need to get a bow flex or whatever. Um, but yeah, so... They just news broke today or yesterday as we're recording this, so like early to mid May, that I think that Thor's gonna be in phase four. Yeah. As so, Guardians as of the, the Galaxy. Galaxy. <laughs> I think if they do that, it'll be perfect. That's the kind of stuff they really started got gotta start doing. It's like really outside the box. Well, I feel like and again this is just evolving into our own HTML. Except neither of us are H and you know. <laughs> we're talking more or less, but we're no, we're not husbands and yeah, but I, I I know I don't think so. I don't know how to say this exactly, but I feel like Marvel had to play it kind of straight. Yeah, for the first few phases because like you <laughs> you're not kidding. You straight, just, <laughs> well, straight. <laughs> but also, you can't just get real weird. I don't know. But no, I no, like it got weirder the, incrementally. You know well, that yeah. by the time you get to Doctor Strange, you can accept like this mirror dimension multiverse and Ragnarok whatever. and Guardians. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Especially by the, I think Guardians one really sort of opened the gate, where it was like you know before we're just peeking around the corner, and then after Guardians one, it's like okay, they're going to accept the weird. Like we can start giving it to them. Wah 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 wah. Um, because if rumors are true, like, shit is about to go crazy in the MCU. Like, I've unfortunately, I haven't, I tried to avoid it, but I, you know, went to a certain site and the spoiler was right on the headline. I was like, that's a fucking spoiler, and it's right in the headline. About, don't tell me, about Spider-Man or about something different? It's about Spider-Man, but it's it has to do with, like, the rest of the MCU in general and stuff. Well, I saw a thing, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but I saw a thing that said that Spider-Man Far From Home... 
is the first time that anybody in the MCU calls Captain Marvel by her name, Captain Marvel. Oh, that's cool. So I guess she's, I don't know if she's in it, or if they oh, just no, refer in, to her or something. In the, yeah, it's Captain, what, because in the new trailer, Nick Fury's like, I need you, Spider-Man. He's like, what about Captain Marvel? What about this guy? What about that? And he's like, no, I need you, Spider-Man. Something I want to like see Endgame again in theaters. Yeah, me too. But, hey, I, I don't really have, I mean, I have three and a half hours. I want to go because, like, I wasn't, I wasn't having like the greatest day or week or month, to be quite honest with you. And so, like, I, I feel like my mind kind of like drifted a few times. I wasn't paying like as much attention as I would have liked to at times. So I would love to go back and. I mean, I really just want to watch that final battle again. But I also feel like you can't just watch the final battle without having the two hours. I mean, my favorite part is the time heist. Like that, to me was my favorite stuff. Like, that is what Whoa, is... Pe- that's that cut? Yeah, that was a jump cut. He, he must need to catch his breath or something. Whoa. Because uh, that, to me, is like the payoff of watching every movie. Yeah. You know? Is knowing them well enough that you can go back into any of them at any time and pick right up and know where they're at. I actually thought when they went back to Guardians of the Galaxy, what if they showed the title card, <laughs> like the wide shot, and it said... From, Guardi- a, different, from, from a different angle? No, but like the act, like the actual title card, oh. Guardians of the Galaxies came up, like in Endgame because yeah. it was part of the movie. Like I thought they were going to go that far. In oh, there was a it. thing that uh, apparently the Russo brothers confirmed that uh, when Cap goes back, this is also we are months now. No, but the writers saying, but that when Cap goes back, he has to deal with the Red Skull at some point because he's returning all of the Infinity Stones. Yes, so but, he has to deal with the Red Skull again, which is. But what's weird is that the directors and the writers have a different take on how Captain America gets back to the present day. So the Russo brothers are like, you know, he goes back in time and he lives with uh, Peggy and he has his whole life and then he activates the time GPS and it sends him back to where he left. So ultimately he hasn't screwed up any timey-wimey stuff. There's never been two Captain Americas coexisting or any of that kind of thing. But then the writers are like, no, what actually happened is, like, Captain America went back and had, like, adventures while he was still on the ice. So, like, he fought in other wars with other heroes doing other missions and other stuff. It's just we haven't heard about it yet because in our present it hasn't happened. And so, also in our present, Chris Evans is not going to play Captain America <laughs> again. So. Well, I think he's going to show up, like, cameoing, like, as old Cap if he needs to, or in the past. Like, what I was thinking, there's there's a history of Captain America and Wolverine working together in World War II. And if they ever, you know, they could maybe throw in, like, a fan, uh, like, a flashback of that, you know, in an X-Men movie or something. Or, I don't know. But, like, I feel like he'll pop in for a shot or a cameo, but he's never going to do a whole movie again. They announced that it's going to be streaming exclusively on Disney Plus on December 11th, but it'll be out on Blu-ray before then because that's yeah, it'll be out in September. Or eight months, I think it'll be out. It could be out. Well, well, Captain Marvel will probably be out in like July or August. No, there's a date for Captain Marvel. I think it's June. I think it's June 11th. Holy crap! I can tell you in a second. I just got an email about the pre-order that I made. Hold on. Oh look, now he's in blue. He's finally in blue. That's his color. Captain Marvel, June 11th. Wow. So that's three months. So, I mean, so the, the thing is, I, I guess that's the question, right? Because, like, it's, everybody's seeing it. It's made, by this point, $2.35 billion or whatever. Um, as you're listening to this, you're going to be laughing at a future number, like, oh, <laughs> it's well oh, over game, They should just, you know, send it out to everyone in the mail right now for free. <laughs> I don't think that's how things work. No, but it's like, hey, everyone's seen it. We made billions of dollars. Just No, that's the away. thing. It's like, you, you keep it around... 
do you do you delay it longer so people go see them because it's not going to leave theaters anytime soon? No. Or do you figure strike while the iron is hot and like while people still have Endgame fever? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you put it out? Like, maybe you put it out on Blu-ray right before Far From Home because Far From Home is what like Fourth of July ish. I think so. So put it out right around then. Huh. Because they're apparently adding the Far From Home trailer. Yeah, as the, a post credit scene as a tag. Which, no, thank you. Yeah, especially since I, uh, it's uh, it gives away so. I was mm, from what I heard, it gives away so much. Yeah, just don't, just don't look. Oh, there's plenty of seats for Booksmart if I want to go Friday. Okay, I f- I have a feeling like this movie is flying under the radar too much. Like more people well, should be. Yeah, like we know about it. Our circle knows about it, but like. When uh, when did the trailer? I might have played before Endgame, and Kyle had no idea about this movie. And like, I only I knew about it because it played at South by or something. And like, every film site I heard or read or whatever was just like, this movie rules. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I just think because Brian was concerned that it's not going to get a wide release, but it, I think it is. It is. Oh yeah, it will. Yeah, Brian is trying to push it this year. He's like, um, he's like, are you going to see Far From Home opening weekend? I was like, well, Kyle and I usually try and go like Thursday night to Marvel movies, you know? He's like, oh, I'm coming with you because I want to get that episode out like the next day. I was like, dude, you're killing. Don't go killing yourself. Like, just give it a week. <laughs> like, let it, you know? That way more people have seen it. They can listen to your episode or something. I mean, weekend of release is cool, but you not if you're going to be up till three in the morning. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. The blue flash? There was a blue flash. He's doing yoga, but it's not quite yoga. He's doing sculling yoga. It is kind of amazing how, like, we all collectively forgot about Shazam. What do you mean? I saw it. I love it. Well, no, I mean, we saw it, but, like, no one's talking about DC. I don't even know what's coming. That's the problem. They don't let you know what's happening. Wonder Woman, not for another year? Like... I guess we're getting the Harley Quinn movie at some point, but who knows? It's like everything is on the hold. The fantabulous emancipation of one Miss Harley Quinn. <laughs> uh, Put in. Oh, I love it. Uh, Suicide Squad 2 seems to be greenlit. I mean, things are happening, but, you know, we get Joker in October. Yeah, but that's not DCEU. It, but they're it? sort of, not that they're stopping with their DCEU thing, but there seems to have been a mandate. I don't know who I was talking to this about. Oh, I think Brian or someone recently, where it's like, DC isn't trying to connect anymore. They're saying, let's just let every movie be itself and sort of put their own personal touch on it, and then we'll worry about, you know, the Justice League way down the line again. Like, I think they realized, they admitted, like, we kind of jumped the gun with all that, and we should have just taken our time to begin with. Oh, I think hey, once who, they got rid of Zack Schneider, also like a lot, a lot of stuff went a lot more smoothly. Got rid of that terrible like nightmare tone that was running through every movie, you know. And actually have some fun. Like I love Aquaman. Like I, I am aware of how ridiculous it is, but it fucking rules. I have so much fun watching that movie. I mean, also my heterosexual man crush on Jason Momoa. Will last forever, even though he shaved his lovely, lovely beard. It'll grow back. Look how Goss, he looks so much like Goss in there. <laughs> Can't get it out. I love how, like, old men just used to watch him train. Cage works out. 
I have been trying this entire movie silently in the background to come up with a plausible Twin Peaks connection, and I can't do it. Hmm. Well, the guy kind of looked like Kyle Moonrock. Meow. Meow. Her face was a study. She sent him away with... Definitely she went to his grandmother's maid. Keep stroking, Ned. He's got the angry stroke. She's just got a Rose Byrne thing going on. Yeah, that's not a bad call either. Rose Byrne. Is there a puppy in there? Who worked with Cage in Knowing. Oh, dip. Oh, the puppy in blue. Oh. But Rose Byrne and Cage, you know, this would have been their second time. This would have been the first of two times working together. Cause they oh, would this have is the compromising scene, isn't it? When they're when he's working oh, on those tables. Oh, I think so. Because <laughs> that's what he is. He's just a big stud, thoroughbred. Aw, robot's a really cute, uh, cute name for a dog. Yeah, I love dog names that are things. Do you have Cage on screen with an animal? Not in this movie. There's so many weird things. To oh, look at that. I like that they just shot. cut straight to his chest. Now, those are real abs, not Ghost Rider CGI abs, so I can't cross off bad CGI this time. So those are Cage's abs. He's looking kind of like a bit of a Rambo, too. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. His line readings in here are a little quick sometimes. <laughs> Buying me a puppy is one thing, but having me watch his skull is quite another So I want to see here. So box off. Oh boy. Yeah, boy. Budget seven point seven Canadian seven point seven million Canadian dollars. All right. So that's what like a hundred bucks? No, <laughs> just kidding, Canada. I love you. Probably like six. <laughs> six million. I mean. Oh, I thought you meant six hundred. Uh, box office two hundred seventy-five k. Ouch. Yeah, no one's going to this. This feels like a TV movie. Can you imagine if we did, if we did, I mean, A, I wasn't alive yet, but if we did the Cage Club, we're like, we saw the best of times, we're just like, <laughs> this guy, we're going to invent podcasting. <laughs> we're going to pump up the volume right now. Invent podcasting. <laughs> pump up the volume. I know. Talk hard. So this movie came out gen- the weekend of January 17th, 1986, okay? Early 86. January 1786. Um, 19. Oh boy. Okay. So here's what's in theaters that week. This this was not ranked. I mean, ninety four thousand was first week. Uh, the the big the big new release was Iron Eagle. Came oh number one boy. With six. That just got a shout out on Cobra Kai season two. Number two at the box office, Color Purple. Okay. Oprah number three, Out of Spielberg. Africa. Okay. There's so much traffic. Oh, wait. I can't wait to get <laughs> out of Africa. <laughs> you know, I bought a VHS tape of that at the thrift store just because of that joke, and it's sitting somewhere in my garage just because of that joke. I'm so tired of all these Star Wars. 
Uh, number four, Jewel of the Nile. Number five... Ooh, Jewel of the Nile is good, yeah. Rocky Four. Oh, shit, saw it in theaters. Number six, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Oh, that's the uh, that's, that's the gay one. one. Yeah. Number seven, Spies Like Us. Oh, they're just spies like us. That was on today. That stars... They're uh, spies, not like us. Sunny, sunny, sunny. Number eight, Runaway Train. Oh, John Voight and uh, Roberts and Rebecca De Mornay, right? And number nine, uh, the the second biggest new release, Troll. Not Troll 2. Troll 1 with Selena Meyer herself. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't know she was in that? That's a pretty powerful weekend, then. Um, Runaway Train's a great movie. Uh, I had to watch that in summer. I didn't ha- Well, I watched that in summer school. The year I went to summer school for English, uh, my teacher treated it as like this. Uh, we'd watch movies and then we'd Did write about them. you go by them. Chainsaw? No, when you were in did not school? go by Chainsaw. Man, we are giving Brian's movies a lot of play here. <laughs> I still can't believe Cage hasn't made a part three yet. I would like to congratulate you on just about gradu- finishing your first year of high school summer party. Although by this point... Wait, what? What are you talking the about? Freshman, the freshman year will be over soon, because it's the... You know, you know this whole thing. Like, in the, he's saying that like it's the it's it's freshman year because it's the first year of the podcast. I'm just congratulating you on just about finishing freshman year. Congratulating me? Oh boy, Mike. <laughs> Good thing this podcast is coming to an end because I think we have a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> I'm like, what do I get congratulated no, for? Just for listening to all of them. I forgot to celebrate my your birthday, and it's so dumb. Consi- I mean, I should only celebrate the third. But like, I made I such mean, a point. You forgot to post. Half the episodes you've recorded on your Facebook page. Yeah, I noticed that too, but, you know, no one's following me on Facebook. Um, I noticed, like, I made such a big deal of starting on the third day of the third month and getting everything out on the third that I totally, like, didn't even acknowledge my one-year anniversary gotta, gotta, whatsoever. Well, what you gotta do is you gotta keep doing your show for the three-year anniversary and end it on your third three-year anniversary. That's right, and the final show is gonna be um, Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. I actually got a, I might, I got a copy of that, so... I don't know, to see. Maybe rewatch it. I don't know. What do you mean you got a copy of it? I mean, I got a co- I have a DVD of it. Oh. I bought it on VHS. Okay. That's from good. Jerry. From Jerry. Yeah. Pause and rewind. Check them out on eBay. They move. They're no I can't believe he moved back already. Like, I thought he was putting down roots. Like, he was going to buy a, a storefront and everything. I remember, like, some post. He was, like, getting ready to, like, hire some people and this and that and... Back to L.A. Or Cali. I don't know if he's going to L.A. but He's going, going. Back, back. To somewhere in Cali. But he looks... Still... This might be just old man hair blindness. He looks like Paul Newman in The Color of Money here. Oh, Doesn't good call. He? I was getting a bit of an Ian McKellen vibe off Because this is the same year as Color of Money, too. Yeah. Dulcie and ha, Gabbana? Ha, ha. Trick it versus Hanlon. How much would you pay for <laughs> that banner? <laughs> like a probably 60-foot-wide banner. Charles River Boating Association North American Championships. 50 bucks? <laughs> you could just, like, it could be all the way around this room. <laughs> it could be a hammock in the entire house. I gotta figure out like some other stuff to put in here. I almost put the DVDs in here, but it just looked too crowded. Yeah, you don't want that. Well, you could do it. I think. I think. So you could do that again, listener who has no idea what Mike's house looks like. <laughs> you could do it in a way. Is <laughs> that extreme facial expression? Sorry. I think you could do it in a way that 
you would have to do it carefully to make it feel overwhelming, but like you would have to like specifically line like everything. Yeah, like, like, it made... had to be like down there, over that whole area. Yes. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just like put two in the corner because then it just sort of there's bare stuff. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens over the next year. Everything's up in the air. What do you need well, is like everything. a... You need something to descend from the ceiling. <laughs> well, that's I was watching This Is The End the other day, and one of my favorite parts I forgot about where they're like, turn on the TV! Turn the TV on! Where's the TV? The TV's in the floor! And they're like... TV's in the floor, and it comes like up out of the floor, and they're all stopping like, "Wow, that that's pretty cool, James." He's like, "Yeah, I know, right?" <laughs> in the middle of all of this, like, panic. Oh, I forgot that they play themselves in that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Plus, like the Seth J, the Seth and Jay relationship in there is like was totally mine and Don's relationship when we lived together, like as as friends. Like we were just like. Seth and Jay, it was crazy when that movie came out. We looked at each other and we were like, wait a minute. That's like us. Jay Baruchel, <laughs> whom you and Tobin despise? I don't despise. No, that was only in that movie. <laughs> That's only in the Cage movie, The Sorcerer's If Apprentice. I remember correctly, you and Tobin were both like, I don't know this guy really from anything else and I don't like him in here, so I guess I don't like him. And I'm like, guys. Well, that must have been before I saw This is the End because I like Jay Baruchel from stuff. Why didn't I say that? I don't know. You were both unnecessarily harsh, or maybe I think Tobin was like. I think it was more Tobin. I think you were like, yeah, more with him. I'm just like, man, seeking woman is great, which it still is great. I think it was just that movie. I felt like he wasn't working, and I think yeah, he's a specific. He works in specific stuff, like uh, not that. He just found out that the whole championship was going to be fixed. Uh oh, he he doesn't want to throw it. It's like also like the color of money, except he finds out like how the tournament is how uh, Cruz is gonna throw the tournament. Let's see what other movies came out in January of eighty. <laughs> I can't believe Rocky came out in a January. No, it was in its. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. It was in its. It was, it was eighth in week. its. It came its out in November. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, the following weekend, My Chauffeur came out. Never heard of My Chauffeur. The week after that was Down and Out in Beverly Hills and oh, yep. That's Young Blood. Oh. And, oh no, it's not, 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 Miss not I was going to say, and the best of times, so that's not our best of times. Oh. Then after that, FX and Hannah and her sisters. Oh, FX with the guy from uh, Cocktail. Then Hannah and her sisters. Delta Force and Wildcats on Valentine's Day weekend. Cats. I've heard and of Terror Vision. Hey, Terror Vision! That is amazing! Yeah, I once love again, Terror Once again, Vision. you're welcome. Terror then The Hitcher and Nine and a Half Weeks. Then, shout out Brian, Pretty in Pink. And oh, The House. Hitcher. Oh. Then Highlander. Pink. Oh, there can only be one. Gung Ho. This is not a great year for movies. Gung Ho! That's a Michael Keaton movie. That was pretty funny. That's Police when... Academy 3. Oh, yikes. Ooh, yeah, that's where I dropped off. Unranked. Rad. Oh, what's up, Rad? Then, oh, here we go. Got something unintentionally. March 28th, weekend of March 28th, The Money Pit. Hey. We get to that, nothing of note. Band of the Head. This is like a, this is a bad year for movies. No, what? What are you talking about? Keep going. We're like four, four months in. Legend. There we go. I saw that in theaters. Remember I was telling you we spent most of the time in the lobby. I'm just saying... We are now four full months in, and there's not that many good movies. Jojo Dancer, Your Life is Calling. 
Never heard of that. Blue City. JoJo Dance of Your Life is called Open in First Place. Maybe then I'll watch Short that. Circuit. Oh, saw that. Then Top Gun. Oh. Uh, then Cobra and Poltergeist 2. Cobra, big Poltergeist 2. Jake Speed, Raw Deal. Raw Deal. Back to School and that Ferris the Bueller's Day Off came out the There you same go, day. Ferris Bueller. Back to School. I saw same both day. of those in theaters. I was, I was so young, I was dragged to Back to School, and I That's was not having a good time. wildly inappropriate for you to yeah. say. Yeah. I shut up when I saw the boobs as a little kid. I was like, okay, that shut me up. <laughs> so you were seven, or yeah. six or seven. Yeah. Karate Kid Part 2. Saw that in theaters. Ruthless People Running Scared Ruthless Labyrinth. Ruthless really good. Labyrinth's really good. Psycho 3. Mm. Under the Cherry Moon. Big Trouble in Little China. Here we go. Club Paradise. Aliens in July. Club Paradise is a good, uh, that's a that's a pretty funny SCTV comedy. Heartburn. Maximum Overdrive, the hey. movie fueled by cocaine. Yes, cocaine the movie. Friday the 13th Part 6, Howard the Duck. Nothing yeah, in common that. with Tom oh, Hanks no. all on the same day. And Flight of the Navigator. Saw Howard the Duck in theaters. One Crazy Summer, Transformers the movie, Stand By Me. Oh, Jojo, Dance Your Life is Calling. After severely burning himself in a drug incident, a comedian has a near-death experience in which he reviews his life. Guess, nope. guess who that starred? Richard Pryor. <laughs> guess what that was about? I'm Richard on fire, Pryor. Man, but with Richard Pryor. Say? I'm sorry. I thought you were Richard Pryor. Um, from Scrooge, where the guy catches on fire. I saw Scro- Scrooge for the first time in December. That played really well in theaters at the end when he told everyone to start singing and stuff, and it actually worked. Yeah, because it's a hokey as hell ending. <laughs> it's a hokey holiday movie. Look at all those scullers looking alike on the wall there. That would be... Oh, what's his name? He's on uh, Drunk History a lot. He's also on, he was on Spontaneous Nation a lot. I don't remember his name is. <laughs> Maybe Craig Kukowski? I don't know half those guys on uh, Drunk History. Except for from Drunk History. Who's the kind of big guy with like the, the lisp and the beard? He's one of my favorites. Yeah, Craig Kukowski. That That guy reminded me of... Oh, I, yeah. Wait, isn't that Starburns? No. That looks a lot like him. Who's that guy? Uh, I don't think he, I don't think this is Starburns. No, no. this is Officer Kukowski from Community. No, because, yeah, no, yeah, because Starburns was in Community, too. He was yep. one of the, yeah. Starburns is, oh, Dino Stamatopoulos. Dino, yeah, that's it, yeah. Who's mostly, I think, a producer. Yeah, writer, producer. What were you you were saying something about someone the big guy on with a lisp? Yeah, he's got like a beard and he's he and looks he's a narrator. He's like no, he's, he's one of the storytellers. Yeah, okay. he's like one, and he's been on like a couple times. I always just find him to be hysterical. Um, he's the only one I can really sort of like visualize right now that I can't. Drunk History had a very short of. season this year. There's only like seven episodes or eight episodes. I was thrown off by it. Kane's looks so sad. No. The Segvin. Trying to read the name of that boat. Are you listening? Email mailbag at cageclub.me. Let us know what your favorite... Here's a question for you. Here's three questions for you. Number Uh one. Favorite cage movie. Number two. Favorite cage club episode. Steve Berg. Oh, yeah. This guy. Yeah. Okay, favorite cage movie. Favorite cage movie. This is this is not for you. I mean, you can answer these two. Favorite cage movie. 
favorite Cage Club Revisited episode, favorite Cage Club episode, and favorite uh, Cage Club Podcast Network show. Damn. That's a lot. Mailbag at cageclub.net. Oh, the bartender in tag. That's what I most... Yeah. He's in, he's in the good place, too, but... You remember things about tag? Yeah. I thought it was kind of... You, you liked it more than I did when it came out, I thought. Yeah, you did, didn't you? I, I didn't remember. I think it's a fun movie. I remember zero okay. of it. Really? You don't remember any? I remember Jeremy Renner doing, like, Sherlock Holmes-esque... He's not old ladies and... Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I don't remember a single goddamn thing other than that. Really? I don't uh, think it's bad. Jake Johnson. I remember him as the stoner. Ooh, I don't remember that. I remember Annabelle John Hamm's in that. John Hamm's in it. And then uh, Annabelle Wallace or whatever as the... Um, she's like the reporter. If only John Hamm around. Uh, there was another comedy that came out around that time I thought was much better. What else was that around Tag? That was earlier... That was last year, right? Well, Game Night, but Game Night's perfect. Game Night's so good. No, I saw this in theaters. Didn't he? Do-do-do-do. As I scroll back. Let's see if I can find it on the box office. Majo. Tag made $78 million. Wow. The budget was 28 Opening in third place. Do you think it came out before or after Tag? I think it was like before. Ocean's Eight and Hereditary, Adrift, Upgrade. I didn't see Upgrade in theaters. I Solo. Didn't see Upgrade yet. Deadpool Two. Hmm. Life of the Party, Breaking In, Overboard, Tully, Tully, Infinity War. I feel wow, pretty. That was I want to say. Rampage, Quiet Place, Blockers, Ready Player One, your favorite movie, <laughs> Pacific Rim Uprising. Blockers is really good. Tomb Raider, Love, Simon, Wrinkle in Time, Strangers Pray at Night, Red Sparrow, Game huh. Night, Annihilation. So definitely wasn't in Black Panther. Now we're, we're months ahead Yeah, now. no, no. Yeah. I guess it was Blockers. I must have seen Blockers. Like the I, Yeah, okay. So I saw Tag on 6-16-18. 17, 18, and then on the 20th, I watched Blockers at Home, so it must have been Blockers I was thinking of. Sicario, Dave the Soldado, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And the next day, I watched The Endless. Equalizer 2, Mission Impossible Fallout. So, I don't know where TiVo gets its ratings from, but, like, they have, like, they don't have star ratings for every movie, but they have star ratings for a lot of movies. Yeah. And Paddington 2, only three stars out of four. So it's already a a flawed system. Uh, Game Night got four stars, which I was like, oh. Okay. The reason I bring it up is because... Oh, shoot. Oh, my God. What were we just talking about? Tag? No. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Blockers, game night, comedies. Oh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies got Teen one Ti- star. What? Dude, it deserves two stars alone for the joke. Supergirl, what are you wearing? Plastic Man. Do you remember that? No. Her dress came to life and it was Plastic Man? No. Oh, it was one of the first jokes in the movie. Or something. They're at the premiere and they're like, who are you wearing? And it turned out she was wearing Plastic Man as a dress. Like, that is... There's two stars for Nicolas Cage saying, ta-ta! Yep, more Plastic than once. Teen, teen Titans, a teen, the Teen Titans. Uh. 
Robin. I watched like five minutes because I was I just was like looking through TV the other day and that was on. I was like, oh, let me put this on. I didn't pay attention to any of it, but I just like it's the bright it's the bright pretty colors. I look forward to going back to the revisited and doing Teen Titans Go with uh, Spider Verse back to back. You know, modern Cage cartoon stuff. Maybe Superhero Cage. What I like about that song is you don't need to know the words because neither did Miles. You know the soundtrack I've been listening to? Well, not really soundtrack, but like some songs from the soundtrack I've been listening to lately has been... Uh, ooh. Dude, this is very Rocky right now. That's what it feels like. He's Mickey right there. Look at him. Come on, Rock. The fanfare? I've been listening to the Never Going Back soundtrack a little bit. Mm. It's not all good. Some of it's not good, but a lot of it is just, you know... I got a reputation. <laughs> Look at Cage go. Grunting. So actually, here we go. So Whoa. as as Cage is training, did you did you rank you ranked uh, your favorite movies from last year, right? Um, on Letterboxd, I think I kept up. So I know that. you have not kept up this year. No, I have not kept up this year. I've had too much going on. Let's see. But I want to offer the listener, if there is a listener, <laughs> with ten movies each from last year that are worth checking out, Cage or otherwise. Let me go to my lists. I started this year. I think I got like four movies on the list and then I forgot to keep updating it. But let's see. Yeah, 28, 19 ranked. I have two films on there. Mm-hmm. Lego Movie 2 and Replicas in that order. Okay, 2018 ranked. Here we go. I got to find where mine is. Hold on. Never Going Back is seven. Where the hell is my... Oh, wow. This is not how I would probably rank these today, but they're still pretty good. That's because they're all good. They're hard to rank. Why is this not... What the fuck is going on here? Sort by list name. Done. Hmm. Okay. All right. Hang on. Movies of 2018 ranked. Okay. You're number 10. Right, number 10 that year was Paddington 2. Get the fuck out of your own house. Number what 10? Are you talking? Yeah. Number 10? Dude, top 10. Dude, these films are heavy. It beat out a lot of other movies I liked. All right, my number 10 is a movie that I had seen the previous year, but I still put in this because I wanted to count it again. Now that I'm not going to film festivals really anymore, uh, number 10 was Revenge. Okay, I still haven't seen it. Number 9. Suspiria. That was my 11. Oh, that number nine, I loved it. Uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, I have that on here. Where do I have that? I have that at 37? What? <laughs> I would totally not have these ranked the same now, but... Okay, number, number eight, eight, Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, boy, that is oh, nowhere. Dude, I fucking loved it. I it hit me at the right time. Number eight I needed me, that movie. Number eight for me, Game Night. Oh, okay, where do I have Game Night? I have it at 12. Okay, number seven. Never Going Back. That's my number six. My number, my number seven is probably one that's higher on your list, Annihilation. Yeah, it's much higher on my list. What's your number six? Spider-Verse. That's my number five. What's your number five? Fallout. That's my number three. <laughs> uh, number four, I have Mandy. So do I. Oh. What's your number three? Annihilation. Number two? Thunder Road. That is my 19. See, that movie just hit me. I know. My number two is uh, one I talked about on Brian's podcast. Do you remember what my my little pet, my pet movie from last year was? No. Um... 
you saw it. I know you saw it. And I think you and you loved it. I saw it in December and it skyrocketed to number one. And I couldn't. I realized I couldn't put it above Paddington. Oh, too. eighth grade? Nope. Huh. Eighth grade. I have it sixteen. I don't know. Assassination Nation. Oh, I should have known. I have that at fourteen. Then number one, Paddington two. Number one is sorry to bother you. That's my number uh, fucking... 21. Okay. Then also from 11 down, Suspiria, Thoroughbreds, Blind Spotting, First Reform, Support the Girls, 8th Grade, Bodied, Under the Silver Lake, Thunder Road, The Favorite. What are you doing, 10 to 20? That was just, that was 10 to 20. Yeah. I didn't see some of those before the year ended, but then I have Favorite, Game Night, Thoroughbreds, Assassination Nation, Quiet Place, Tully, Won't You Be My Neighbor, Black Panther, Creed 2, The Endless, Searching, Bodied, Blocker, Solo. Wow, Hereditary is at 28. Now, if I watched it, it would be probably top 10. When I last watched it, I fucking loved it. What else is is uh, too high? Let's see. I started going through... Um... Wow, Venom at 44. That should be probably like 100-something. Really? I thought you loved that movie. I do, but I'm saying it should be. Well, I mean, it just should be. It's your favorite or whatever. I do love that movie. It's so freaking silly. I Goosebumps 2 is one, two, three, four, five spots ahead of Halloween 2018. Well, Halloween, Halloween's not very good movie. You know what was fun was House with a Clock in Its Walls. That was fun. Verizon Fios is advertising that to me every... Yeah, it's the can. Eli Roth... Directed a kitty horror film. It's very twisted. Baby Jack Black with a human with a giant sized head. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> How many movies did I log last year? Oh, so year what I was saying was that I started because my uh, the, the guys who do, do uh, the guys who do tub talk with me were talking about movies, and I was looking back at old lists, and my old lists mm. were wildly wrong. So I started going back through and re-ranking years after the fact. Oh, that's a good idea. So listen, uh, so I guess I watched 76 movies that were released in 2018. Like I did 151. Um, number 76, Mute. Worst movie I saw last year. Oh, Mute was not my last one, but Mute is probably my bottom five. Let me see here. After that, 211, Sorry Cage, and then Siberia, Sorry Keanu. <laughs> And then Low Life, Predator, Blue Iguana, Show Oh, so dogs, my last like... one was one that I didn't even finish, The Kissing Booth. Okay. Then 211. Then Mute. Then You may be, you Might Be the Killer. You, oh. You know what's weird, though? It goes, like, from extremely bad to not bad. Like, even though it's number 66, it's summer of 84. And, like, that just goes to show, like... It's not that it's bad. It's just that I watched so many movies that I liked that year. Well, I have that just, 34, I think. Right, like, things just had to get shuffled around. What was this? Oh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah, that was good. But, like, who in their right mind has Looking Glass at 60? Or, like, Humanity Bureau? <laughs> well, I used... What was it? Um, I used one of those movies... As my like barometer for whether a movie was good or bad. Oh, that's a good idea. I think it was. Oh, it was Looking Glass, which I gave five stars to, and I was like, if it's higher than this, well, that's not always perfect. Tag was eighty three. Movies I forgot. I totally forgot. I watched that. I must have taken the kids to Peter Rabbit. I don't remember going to that. Uh, oh, that's. Oh yeah, because there was some allergy hubbub about that after the fact. Early Man? Oh, yeah, that was okay. The Grinch? I don't really remember watching The Grinch, but I saw it. 
That Christmas movie with um, Kurt Russell was pretty fun. The Christmas Chronicles. Santa? Yeah. She's sneaking up on Cage. Uh-oh. She's going to compromise. Don't sneak up on him unless you want uh, the compromise. Ned, wake up, damn you. Is that like one of his old-timey articles ripped out of the newspaper behind him? This is Merchants. Something, something. Garland? Huh. I don't know. No. And a lieutenant something. If this was a Blu-ray, we could we could tell what it is. This DVD quality is not up to snuff for my sophisticated palace. Palette. Knock on wood. Oh, you're muted. All of those wise pearls of wisdom about 4K were... No, you weren't muted for for a while, but uh, your, your 4K... Oh, yeah. You're talking about the, the discs so, yeah. flipping out. Sometimes the discs, the DVDs flip out a little bit in the 4K player trying to adjust like resolution and stuff, and they go back and forth. She's got and... domino-esque big teeth. Oh, oh Domino. Compromise me, please. Cage. What's this movie rated? Uh, I'm not sure, but he's going to see her dirty pillows. Yep, there's the Oh, I didn't know there was actual, like... Well, I could tell this is rated... Oh, rated R. Okay. So I was going to say, based on the way that they, the, the way that they were not cutting away, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're going to see nudity. I just thought this was, for some reason, PG. So did I. I just assumed... But it's also fueled by raw sexual prowess and raw True. sexual energy and yes. tension. Yep. There's a lot of that sexual urge going on. And he picks her up a la Moonstruck. And there we go. Triple spaced. Quadruple spaced. Ah, so close. That was from me and Orson Welles, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Zach Attack for that one. Well, that, Whoa, that was, was an abrupt, <laughs> really abrupt audio cut. <laughs> wow. Too funny. She's also got... Oh, she's got a, another... She's got a lot of oh, looks going on. wait. She's, um... Oh, God, hold there on. There it is, to be compromised! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> well, I want to find out. There's another person I'm thinking of. An older actress that I can't I can't place the name of. That she looks like? Oh, you oh, know Leah Thompson. Oh yeah. Here, you know who my mom used to look like when she was younger? It's crazy. So I was just looking this up today because I was trying to we were watching Parks and Rec. And I was like, Oh yeah, Rashida Jones, Quincy Jones' daughter, and she's like, Yeah, but do you know who her mother is? And I was like, No, who's her mother? And apparently her mom was an actress on the Mod Squad. Hold on, let me look. And she looks just like my mom used to look. Let's see, Rashida. So you're telling a story about an um, actress whose name you don't know. I'm going to tell you right now. Peggy Lipton. Okay. So Peggy Lipton was on the Mod Squad, and Peggy Lipton looks... When Peggy Lipton was Keep in mind, young, I don't know what your mom looks like. Well, she used to look a lot like this. Okay. 
Okay? Like a lot. Like long blonde hair like that. Like same features and everything like that. So that, that was just really – she doesn't look like this. She doesn't look like this. This Peggy Lipton now. She doesn't look like that now. But she definitely looked like her when she was younger. Like this, that is like freaky how much it looked like my mom has pictures like that and stuff. So when I was – when we were researching Rashida Jones this afternoon, that happened and it freaked me out. I was like, oh my gosh. And you're still shook. I'm a little shook. What else was I telling her about that show? I was telling her about Adam Scott. She didn't know who Adam Scott was. And it was an episode where what's her name was on. I know that helps, but she was playing the campaign manager. Uh, Catherine Hahn was on. And I was like, oh, they played husband and wife in Step Brothers. And my mom's like, I haven't seen that yet. I was like, ah, you got to see Step Brothers. You'd think it was very funny. Oh, so I was, um, when I was at Podcastathon, I was telling Joe about it because I was sending like pictures or whatever. I was like, yeah, there's Wayne Fetterman over on the keyboard. I'm like, you know Wayne Fetterman. He's just like, he's like, the face looks familiar. He's like, oh, the blind guy from Step Brothers. And I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> Joe's like whole brain is basically Step Brothers. I have seen that movie a lot. I've only seen it the once. I mean, we say it, I think, a, a fair amount on different podcasts and stuff, but I feel like it's it's <laughs> difficult. Cage married. Sorry. The top that's a, hat. That's a weird colored gray hat. Oh, I guess it's pants are gray. I was going to say it's a weird gray hat with a black jacket, but I think it works now when you see the whole outfit. Oh, stand still for about 45 seconds. Take the picture. You know, one time I saw a photo and a guy was smiling in it. Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. Well, you could have acknowledged something. I was trying to because I, I was trying to think where it was from. Because I was like, I know that this is a joke from a movie that we've talked about. Most thing is that I think we, we talked about this on podcasts a lot, but I think it's difficult to live in today's world, even if when you watch as much stuff as just you watch. end of sentence. Well, it's yeah, difficult to live one. in today's world. But number two, to both keep up with new stuff and also be able to rewatch old stuff. Like I feel like yeah. people don't. No, I, I mean watch things anymore. This last year I've been rewatching, and last year, because um, you know, like from 2015 to 2017, I tried to watch like a new movie a day, but now I just watch whatever. So like I've been rewatching tons of shit that I've wanted to rewatch for a you long time. You still don't now. miss a day, do you? No, I almost did a couple times this year, but ooh, almost I forced myself to put something on. That seems healthy. It wasn't, but it happened, and at least it's not like you know. Fucking with it's not like drugs or anything, right? It's a movie, so you know. If I force yourself to watch a movie, it's not like I'm forcing myself to drink a beer or something. As this guy pours out his champagne, <laughs> what is he christening the lake? Oh yeah, because the, for the race, yeah, so it's the, the River Thames. Thames. River Thames, named after Thomas Thames. I don't know who Thomas Thames is. I'm just kidding. I don't know. But who I also don't know who that is. Oh, you just, you're just I saying. just made that up. <laughs> just. uh just riffing. Man, if I if I if that was more your normal joke delivery, I would have gone with it more. But it felt like you were referencing something. I was like, I don't know what I don't know who Thomas Tams is. I feel like I'm <laughs> you sort of mixed up your. What do we What do we take this the end of this episode as we're going to end Cage Club Revisited for a while to work on our improv skills as MNL Manzi and Lewandowski? Wait, why do you get top billing? Uh, well, I don't know. It could be L and M. You want to be L M N O P. There we go. That's our first joke, folks. Where's the rest of our crew? We're missing N M O and P. 
Wait, now we have written jokes. We're not improving anymore. No, that's no. But you improv it and then you remember it and you bring it up in another show. Like you don't make everything <laughs> up new. Like the idea is to improv the act, not oh, to not do boy. it every night. Oh boy. I mean, huh? you got to think that they fall back on a couple like classic bits every once in a while. Like you know, you go see Middle Ditch and Swartz. Classic like, Charles. If you see them, say you saw them six or seven times, I'm sure twice they'll tell the same bit, you know? So is this the river that the Winkelvoss twins cr- crewed down? The dual army hammers? Army's hammer? <laughs> Arms, armies and hammer. Oh, what's he doing? Sabotaging it? To see a old skull. Well, I thought he was going to kiss him. He got yeah, real close. close. There. They're going to compromise. Nice mustache wax job. What's funny about his mustache is he's missing the middle part. You know, it's like the it's like the opposite chaplain. It's like everything but that little middle bit. Mm-hmm. Thomas middle bit. <laughs> there we go. Now we're on. <laughs> is that a shirt? Look how serious and strong. Really? Like, you could tell that he had to, you know, like, you trained to do this kind of stuff? Although, honestly, that boat is probably very light. I, I think mean, by by design, right? You don't, I'm, I, don't I know. mean, not, you know, not easy to carry, but I'm just right. saying it's not like a... No, that's probably why you carry it that way, right? Because of how, like, awkward it is and everything. <laughs> oh, I whipped out some John Philip Sousa on one of Brian's podcasts, and it just made me think of the Mr. Show bit all over again. And they're like the dueling megaphone. Oh, yeah. Then. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like watching a sculling race is like watching a marathon or watching like a parade. It's like you see, like you have a good spot at the beginning here and mm-hmm. then you have to move, I guess. Well, it's like golf. Like, well, I learned that you walk with oh, them. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that when I, you know. Well, I don't th- like, you don't walk with a particular golfer, I don't think, generally. I think you like, you sort of set up shop at like a particular hole and like watch a bunch of people and then you sort of move to a different spot. I've never been, I've never been to a golf. Me neither. A, gol- a golf match or anything I went like to that. Wimbledon one year. That was cool. We, like, my buddy had seats within like a main thing and we sat and watched like two like a full match there and then we walk around to all the other courts and you can just kind of go to all the other different ones and then sit back down when you want is this flash blue flash that's what they called them well it sounds like queen's flash or more specifically tenacious d playing queen's flash Hmm. oh king of the impossible just a man with a man's courage he knows No one but the pure of heart can find the fucking holy grail. <laughs> oh fucking flash. He'll save every one of us. I do love his bandana. My bandana game on point in this movie. So this guy so Kate's Oh, I heard it there, I heard it, yeah. The synthesizer? Okay. Cage got to like a real big start. They had a technical difficulty, but he's yeah. like smoking this guy now. Does this thing break? It's that... Oh, there it is. Yeah. That's a great movie. Go, Flash, go! 
overlapping voices. Ro, Ned. That has a uh, Timothy Dalton, my favorite James Bond, by the way. Even though he only did two movies, we his first one was incredible. Too, didn't we? Yeah, License to Kill and The Living Daylights are his two. He looks so upset. Oh, his hand's bleeding from doing that? The fuck is he doing? He's going to jump in after him. He's out of his mind. Well, I think because he sabotaged him. Yeah, but what's he going to try and make Help sure him? or I keep sabotaging? Heart. Can you do this? Give him a wrench? Yeah. Feels like a wrench should be something you carry in the boat. Right. Yeah, I thought that he had little tools in there maybe or something, but maybe from that point on, huh? Actually, it didn't matter because it's like, you know, they're, what, like a, a few weeks away from baseball? So, like, none of this is going to matter. Baseball kill all of this. <laughs> it reminds me of, you know, when we watched um, Dangerous Liaisons, and someone brought up the point where it's like, you know, all of this bullshit isn't going to matter in, in a little while because the revolution is coming. The French Revolution was, like, right around the corner, and all those rich people were going to get dragged from their homes anyway. And well... All that kind of shit, and so like it just don't let have let John Malkovich have his fun. Malkovich, Malkovich. There's also that other one in there. I wanted to watch. Uh, Malkovich plays the judge in Ted Bundy. Does he really? Mm-hmm. He uh, in uh, Bird Box. He says third time's a charm. <laughs> Someone's seen Bird Box. I don't know that I'll ever see Bird Box, but I might. I like the first half. I'll say that. I just think it lo- the structure gets a little too like out of control. He's caught up already. Cage. I, don't, I don't understand how he's this much better than this other guy. Other than the fact that he's just he's Nicholas Cage. Ned the Sculler. Well, maybe they put him up against these like losers because he was supposed because everyone thought he was supposed to lose. Like the the thing was rigged, but he's not going along with it, and so the competition is really nothing. His name is Trickett. What movie is it? Oh, it's Bangkok Dangerous. Never mind. Oh, we're on the boats and he's running and yeah. getting shot? That's a really cool sequence. Or they're on the river the river boat, right? Like mm-hmm. in, the, he's yeah. like in the market or whatever and he's running around yeah. and jumps on jumps on water and Yeah, that movie's pretty underrated. Little as he know in what is that, twenty years he'll be he'll be in Bangkok? <laughs> Like, I don't really know that many people that even knew that that's a remake, that that was a different movie, but they're both really good. Where Cage plays a man named Joe. That's right. And has an upside-down elephant in his apartment. For luck. Then it gets turned upside-down, turns right-side-up, and then things... Don't go well. Go yeah. awry. God, if, they, if this was modern day, that would be Rob Delaney. <laughs> I think... Hmm. This is such dramatic slow mo. Would Cage be here in modern day? I think Gosling's too old. I don't think Zac Efron's the right fit. I don't know if. I mean, I know because I'm like, I don't know who's new now. I'm still in like the Robert Pattinson phase, you know? Like, I'm still catching up. Like, everyone who's new to me has been new for like 
ten fifteen years. Although speaking of Robert Pattinson, I cannot wait for his Robert Eggers movie. Oh mm-hmm. my god, where he and Willem Dafoe are just like I don't know, appear to be miserable men on a beach somewhere. Like How, that's all I know. Did you? Isn't he in that space movie now? He's oh, High in, Life. I haven't seen High Life. Yet. Okay, but he's in that Claire one, Denis, right? Yeah, yeah. I really like his uh, the turn that he's t- taken and uh, he and Kristen Stewart the, both. Yeah. Oh, Personal Shopper is like one of the best. That movie scared the shit out of me too. I should add that to the list of movies that scared the hell out of me. Alive or Dead. Alive or Dead. Alive or Dead. (laughs) Then it just turns out, spoilers, just turns out as a creep. Yeah, mostly. Which is scarier than a ghost. A little. But she actually has like... a ghost. It's more complicated, yeah. I just, the end of that is very vexing. Which just... Well, she's, like, giving directions to go to, like, the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I've still got to watch uh, Clouds of Sills Maria, which is that the previous collaboration between the director and her. I haven't seen that either. I heard that's really good, though. Yeah. I heard that one, like, uh, that, is that the one that won, like, a bunch of foreign Academy Awards or whatever? Like, I heard, like, she really started blowing up overseas, and then people were like, oh, yeah, she's more than just, like, American artists and directors were like, I gotta oh, yeah, give, she's I gotta more than just credit. Twilight. I gotta give him credit. Jeremy Kelly, who's gonna be on our, who, who was on our Mm. Born the Fourth of July episode, as you're hearing this, uh, he's been on her bandwagon since like like firmly, day one, I think, since much. Twilight. Yeah, yeah. He's, he loved her in the Runaways and all all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that um, movie's good. Runaways, that was a good one. Have you I seen remember, it? I remember liking it a little bit. Okay, there's some movie Welcome Welcome to the Rileys or something that she was in that I never saw, but that was like Jeremy's favorite movie of the year. The year it came out, like he hmm. has been on the Kristen Stewart bandwagon from the very beginning. Cool, cool. I like her like in Adventureland and stuff, but I just you know I feel like well that's the thing she just seemed kind of innocuous like nothing really about her was standing out. I was like she she doesn't have like what Emma Stone had or whatever at the moment. I didn't see it, but like she's definitely think, got I still her think own there's thing. something that doesn't work for me all the time. But like man, when it works, it really works. I think when she's bringing more of like herself and acting less, like that kind of because like when you see her on SNL and then you see her on Personal Shopper, it's like oh that feels like she's just kind of being, not really acting as much. Like yeah. sure she's playing a character and stuff like that, but she seems to be bringing a lot more of herself to that role and her like demeanor and attitude and all that kind of thing. I do want to give this movie credit for having a blonde and a brunette, Ooh. like Ooh. To, to make it not very uh, confusing for me. <laughs> so shout this out! This is one of the, the best old timey fights. <laughs> no, let's jog away. <laughs> so this is the earliest movie in Cage's, like if we chronologically cage everything, right? Chron- no, wait, is this before well, I guess Outcast? Oh. oh, what a great ending. Ned Hanlon went on to win over 200 consecutive races, defending his world championship against all challengers on three continents. On his retirement, he ran for public office. He was elected by a landslide. Put him, uh, put him, uh... <laughs> and there it is. Outcast is probably before this season. Of the Witch is definitely before this. Yeah. So parts of National Treasure, not his parts, but parts of no, National but Treasure before this. Parts of the act, the parts of Christopher Plummer's. His parts. Well, thank you for listening to Cage Club Revisited. We'll wow. be back at some point. What a blast. We've, got, we've got The Rock still to do. Yeah, we got, we've got a lot. Con Air. We've got Kick Ass. I have a feeling the reason we haven't had guests on a couple of the past ones because no one wants to rewatch those movies nobody, as much as we do. Nobody has seen these movies. That too, reason. yeah. No one's seen them. So here, Mike, here are the movies that we have not done yet that we will right. at some point. In theory. Uh-huh. Fast Times, which we might not do. Ah, uh, yeah. Rumblefish. Okay, gotta do that. Racing with the Moon. Uh-huh. Cotton Club. Yeah. Peggy Sue Got Married, which is a classic. Oh, yeah. Never on Tuesday, which we might not do. Right. 
It's just cameo. Man, time to kill. <laughs> Joey just shaking his head. <laughs> Deadfall. Time to kill. Uh, does he have AIDS or does he have leprosy or what was it again? I remember leprosy. Leprosy, but he doesn't. But he doesn't. No, no. Guarding Tess. Guarding oh. Kiss of Death. Okay. The Rock and Kiss of Death is going to be fun. Little Junior. Eight millimeter. Oh, Robert California. Not Robert California. Max California. Max California. Sorry, sorry. That's from the office. Bringing Robert. out the dead. Yes, Scorsese. Mandolin. Oh, I be banging, bringing out the dead. I be banging. Christmas Carol, the movie. Mm-mm. Shake your head. Wind talkers. Yes, wait, yeah, wind talkers. Both where um, that's where um, talk hard. Um, Christian Slater. Christian Slater gets his head chopped off. Spoilers. Sunny. Acid Which, yellow. Hmm. Do we do? I don't know. Probably the, the ant bully. Maybe. World Trade Center. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Astro Boy. Oh, World Trade Center. Michael Pena returns from Gone in 60 Seconds. You know what I lost my mind about uh, in the Money Pit? You know there's one thing that happens in the Money Pit where I lost my mind a little bit. Not when Joe Montana showed up. No. no but what? What? You got to... Cue La Bamba. Oh, yeah! I couldn't believe it either! I said that that La Bamba played. Um, <laughs> Kick-Ass. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, no. Drive Angry. All right. The Crudes. Okay. Joe. He invents hugs. Joe. Rage, a.k.a. Tokarev. Oh, Tokarev. Outcast. Dying of the Light. Mm. USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. Dying of the Light's the Anton Yelchin one, right? Where he plays like an 80-year-old a senator. Guy. He's, he was a senator or something, I think. No, he plays like a spy. I don't know. Snowden. Arsenal. Oh, God. Inconceivable. Oh, man, that's the best. Ven- Vengeance, a love story. Mom and Dad, Looking Glass, 211. Teen Titans go to the movies Between Worlds Into the Spider-Verse Dude, Between Worlds And then whatever we put out this year I don't think it's on the list Nothing this year Uh Shit, you're right Nothing yet This has been the longest drought So we've got, um You know, including the ones that we're not going to do Dude, it's been five months and no cage So probably closer to 30 more But, you know We're taking a break Pump the brakes Pump up the volume Go to cageclub.me, email mailbag at cageclub.me, let us know that you're listening. We've got things, we've got prizes to send if you want to. Yeah, and you know, this show might be on pause for a while, but there's, you know, 25 other shows on the network that are still going strong. Realistically, every Friday, Mike and I have a new Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks movie coming out. Fridays are for fun. Uh, Every other Tuesday, Joe 2 and I have a Too Fast, Too Forever coming out. The same Tuesday as that, I host slash moderate an episode of Tub Talk coming out. There you go. I have third, third of the, the month, month. Every month you have Third Times a Charm. Every three months I have a Ryan Gosling Boyfriend Material and a Channing Tatum Magic Mike's episode coming out. There's plenty of chances to hear us. What else do we have coming out? Uh, Cage as prescribed by your physician. Keanu Charlize as prescribed by your physician. Um, <laughs> Shia's on hold. Cinemakers might be on hold for a while. Um, yeah, but we got that one with uh, Matt Stewart's, which is good. One so check out. out that we Matt Stewart's. That was at a lot some of point, fun. If someone figures out his schedule, and I'm not talking to Mike, I'm talking about our guest. <laughs> <laughs> and is there any other show that we do? That's a lot. It is a lot. I'm on 12 shows. That's all I know. 12? Zach Attack as prescribed by your physician. Oh, well, that you say that just because that's when new episodes come out? Yes. Okay. So I guess I'm on a lot, too, because you got... Hold on. So let me see here. So right here. Cage, Keanu, Charlize, so two, Shia. So, so you're on... So, okay. So Too Fast, Too Forever, every other Tuesday. All his movies, 
Uh, no. Defunct. Boy from Material, every three months. Cage Club, as prescribed. Cinemakers, temporarily defunct. Cruise Club, every other Friday. Hanks, every other Friday. Keanu Club, as prescribed. Magic Mike's, every three months. Tub Talk, every other week. Charlize, as prescribed. Zack Attack, as prescribed. So you are on one... Seven, I think. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, plus third times. Jeez. Ready? All right, that's enough. <laughs> that's plenty. Oh, man. Plus, I've been on a lot of uh, high school slumber party this year that I think are going to take a little hiatus from that show for a while. I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm getting a little overplayed. <laughs> but I hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, Brian and I, we went to prom together this year. We covered prom night one and two over on his show and then prom night three on my show. Oh, boy. Um, I understand why there's only a junior and senior prom because that third prom, man, that was a, a lot. A lot to take. <laughs> so that is that. So it is that. Just go to cageclub.me. Thank you for nice. listening. Email mailbag at cageclub.me if you want to let us know that you're listening. And check out our other shows cageclub.me slash shows, cageclub.me slash games for bingo. Uh, uh, yeah. That's all we got. We will see you at some point in the indeterminate future for both Cage Club Prime and Cage Club Revisited. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. We never sign off, but we are for now, so we will talk to you later. Bye!